Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Table Talk. I'm Daryl with my beautiful bride, Kim. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I ask. I know we spend the whole day together. But uh, yeah, it's time for another episode of Table Talk. And, uh, you know, we can't sit around our table without having a coffee. So uh, the coffee is on. And here we are. It sure is. So uh, you've got unity on your heart this week. I do. Well, uh, unity has actually been on my heart for uh, a few weeks, I think, just seeing all the division and just really, it's probably been a topic that I've thought on for a long time, like, what does unity really look like? Um, Because often I think we think it has to be uniformity, that people have to agree with us in order for us to be unified. And we've just learned a lot in the last uh, few years, especially, um, you know, just being parents and being in community that it's okay if we don't agree on everything. Yeah. And just when you said parents, it's like, yeah, like it's, it's tough when you're parenting, right? Because you're, when they're little, you can control a little bit more about what they do. And just, and as they get older, yeah, it's like, oh my goodness, this is so hard. This isn't what I signed up for. But, and then, yeah, realizing, yeah, even though they're doing something that you may or may not wish they weren't or were doing it's yeah that unity and choosing to love them anyway well because you raise them to think like you yeah (laughs) yeah you think you do to vote like you to sound like you to have the same opinions mini me's yeah yeah (laughs) and then they don't uh they grow up and they have different opinions they're shaped by other things they have their own minds and thoughts that's not allowed Uh, but it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, what what in uh, particular about unity was on your heart? I think it's uh, the, well, the idea wasn't actually unity. It was more division. Okay. Because we think that um, unity has to look, where we, is where we have to look the same. But just even seeing it within the church, whether it's denominational or different streams or um, within our own community. So even within one stream we can see that uh, there's so many um, divided thought, you know, especially, I mean, even this year is a great example, you know, yeah. with the U.S. elections, with the, with COVID, with the vaccines. Vaccines, all, yeah, vaccination or not vaccination. And with some of the political things that are going on with the pastors and, you know, who's doing what right and who's not. And, and you know, it's so easy to sit in a place of judgment. Um and I just, I think what really hurts my heart watching it is seeing the division that is coming through, um, through that. Okay. So what would you, I'm not even sure where to go with this, but w- what, in an ideal world, I guess, what would you like to see? Well, I guess, you know, I was thinking about... Um, something that I read, uh, let me just see if I can find it here. A Christian apologist and philosopher, Francis Schaeffer, writes, it is in the midst of a, of a difference that we have our golden opportunity. When everything is going well and we are all standing around in a nice little circle, there is not much to be seen by the world. But when we come to a place where there is a real difference and we exhibit uncompromised principles, but at the same time observable love, 
then there is something that the world can see, something that they can use to judge that, judge that these really are Christians, and that Jesus has indeed been sent by the Father. So I think in the midst of it all, it's it's not that we have differences. You know, we... You and I have differences. Yeah. (laughs) It's like what we just said about our kids, too, right? Like, they have the freedom to choose for themselves. Just like we all have been given our the freedom to process through our faith journeys and and come to our own thoughts um, and conclusions and and how do we love each other yeah. in the midst of it because it's actually his love that draws us to it's the funny truth. actually i was just as you were saying that i was thinking you know love is really like the number one command so in those differences how do we choose to love someone who is so politically different or so different in this way or that way and it seems like lately especially politics is what divides us the most but how do you choose to love that person right because it has to be a choice i think and we've we i mean we've certainly processed through that with even if we're still talking about being parents and yeah and uh with our kids of how do we how do because you know we we hold on to love with our kids i do anyway i would say that's probably the one relationship with all of them where I'm willing to be challenged the most because I really don't want to lose that connection. And so I've had to challenge myself, my mindset, my own way of thinking, you know, recognized um, areas where I've, uh, I've come across as arrogant, where I've been arrogant or prideful in the way, or just stuck in my limited uh, mindset and just really challenge my understanding of, um, well, whatever the particular subject is. Mm-hmm. So how do you then, you just talked about your own arrogance. What happens when your kid is super arrogant? <laughs> it's the same thing, really. <laughs> it's like, you know, we want to be loved while we're growing and learning. Sure, and, yeah. And uh, we want that grace from others. And so why wouldn't we extend that? I mean, that that really is what it's all about. How do we... How do we walk with each other, encourage each other, and just keep our love on in the midst of uh, our differences? Yeah, well, just we even know that between you and I. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even just as you know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know, pride is kind of a word that popped into my head, and you know, I wonder. I don't have to wonder too too hard. I don't think, but pride is probably what gets in our way. Yeah. Of which is the arrogance. Right? Yeah, you know, like I. And I think, too, even it's not so much about trying to understand that other person's point of view or, you know, trying to get them to maybe not so much understand your point of view, but like you want them to agree with you. And and is it okay if they don't agree? Right. It's, you know, how do we love one another in the midst of disagreement? Yeah, that's that's hard sometimes, though, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's, <laughs> it's always challenging, yeah. but you know, it's really it's not even about them; it's about us. You know, what's within me that keeps me from, or that makes me offended, or you know, why do I? Why am I offended, or why does that make me angry? You know, and looking inward instead of uh, blaming and um, and allowing the division to rest, but just choosing to look inward and go, okay, so how am I contributing to this division? And and just really wanting to uh, partner with uh, something different. Right. So, again, I, I, I want to ask this question. 
what does unity look like to you then? Unity looks like love. Yeah. You know, I would even go so far as to say like the fruit of the spirit. You know, it's not a passive love where we're, we're just all... <laughs> would be a, a nice way of saying that um, where we're just all you know um, in the state of happy and we're never addressing any differences sound like Danny Silk <laughs> I know I, uh, I, I brought out my inner Danny Silk because uh, yeah <laughs> and for those that don't know Danny Silk is uh, a pastor at, um, at Bethel Bethel and Jesus, Jesus culture, culture now yeah. right yeah yeah, and, and we use a lot of his material for some of our, our marriage groups that, that that we do, the marriage mentoring that we do. Yeah, so. Yeah. He, so. Ta he talks about, you know, when you're in love and it's like, oh, I just love this person. Oh, I just love him. Or I just love her. It's like, la, la, la. Right. Well, you're not actually dealing with the hard, the hard issues. Yeah. That could be another issue or another topic for uh, another podcast, but right. uh, yeah. Because <laughs> love and truth, you know, you know, I'm a truth seeker and yes. a truth speaker. Yes. <laughs> to a fault sometimes. <laughs> so, says you. Says me. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. That's yeah. totally fair. Um, but I've had to learn that truth is not more important than love. You know, that love actually has to be my heart posture, that what is the purpose of anything that comes out of my mouth if if I'm not rooted in love first? So, yeah. Do okay. you have something? It looks I, like I, you have something to add. I to. was going to, and then I thought maybe it's not that relevant. Just or maybe maybe I'll add it anyway if you can keep talking while I look it up. Um, this really is live and uh, not pre-planned, so uh, <laughs> I have to open up some stuff here and uh, do a quick search, but thankfully I know where to look. So I, we were just talking about love, and uh, Danny Gokey shared something uh, that I really liked. He says, uh, truth sounds like hate when you hate what the truth says. Truth sounds like hate when you hate what the truth says. Hmm. So tell me how that hits you. Well, I think, again, you know, we're talking about unity. Yeah. But, you know, right now the world is so divided. Right. By what's going on, you know, politically and because of uh, COVID and things like that. So, and I, and I think, <clears throat> to me, it just, as Christians, we know what the truth is. As believers, we know what the truth is. We think we know, at least. <laughs> it's our truth. But I think, you know, when we try to talk about truth to non-believers, it sounds like hate. You right. Know, whether you're, you know, pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine, pro-abortion, anti-abortion, all those different political spectrums. Which isn't always a believer or non-believer. No, no, very issue, true. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, even if you talk about that within the context of believer to believer. Sure. There's still there's still different uh, yeah. opinions and different yeah. uh, values around yeah. why people believe what they believe. Yeah, and I guess it's like you know my truth versus your truth. <laughs> I think what it comes down to is um, that that we can tell Christians by the fruit, and the fruit of the spirit that's uh, in Galatians, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness and self-control i'm laughing because self-control has been the one i've had to work on <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, yeah, so, you know, so are we responding to each other with uh, signs of the fruit of the Spirit? Because mm. if we're not, then there's probably something that's out of alignment. Can you read that one again? The, the verse, the yeah. Galatians verse? Yeah. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Wow. Can you imagine if, you know, what unity that would bring? And it, and again, you know, going back to unity doesn't mean that we have to agree on each other. It's not it, passive. It's not passive. Love is not passive. But if you live that out, the love, the joy, the peace. Right. So it's not, it's not like aggressive confrontation yeah. Yeah. or um, like just uh, the offense or the an attitude of conflict, but that you're seeking relationship over being right, hmm. that you're, you're willing to just lay down the right. being right for the relationship, right? which yeah. we've learned a lot within our own family, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's good. <laughs> I, I can tell you're processing. I that. am. Yeah, that's, and I think too. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think what a difference that would be if we all just lived like that. Like if we spoke the truth and we still lived according to the values, but that it's all rooted in um, the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> what else did you want to say about unity? Well, I, I actually was going to talk about our walk. Okay. Because <laughs> we went for such a nice walk today. And and, uh, and and sometimes, you know, we're having these conversations, we're on these walks, and we don't have mics. or But I just made this mental note, like, we, sh we should talk about this later. Okay. And what we were talking about was your beard. <laughs> <laughs> or my lack of right now. Yeah, so that was a big change for you. Um, after you finished at Shine, you um, you decided to just let your... I, You know what? To be honest, it wasn't even a conscious decision. I was just at home. You weren't working. So I wasn't working, so there was no need to shave. And, you know, a week turns into two weeks, turns into three, two months. two months, three months. And it's like, oh, wait a second. I've actually got a beard. A year later, it was quite it long. It was quite actually. long, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I never bothered measuring, but it was probably anywhere from four to six inches. Yeah, long I'd say that's true. Yeah. At, the, at, the, at my chin. And then the other day, I've been talking about it for a while, but the other day, I asked you to cut my hair and uh, chop off my beard. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I told you I wanted to uh, cut off my beard. I was just going to come out down one day and my beard was going to be gone. And you said, don't you dare do that without letting me cut it off. Because you know, I, <laughs> I want in on this. I want in on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and not anything against your beard. Like, no. Like we talked about yeah. in, I think, last week or the week before. Uh, I love you. And so yeah. beard or no beard, I was totally fine. And you know what? I have told a few people that about how you, you know, a lot of women don't like their husbands with beards. They hate facial hair. And I've told a few people that my wife loves me and therefore she loves the beard. And that I think has caught so many people off guard that they love that response. Yeah. That's awesome. It is. But I mean, if we were actually, what I said, if you wanted to get a buzz cut, we might be about <laughs> something different. But. Right. <laughs> so getting back to our walk yeah. and my beard. 
Yeah. And so when we were talking about that, you said something that I thought was interesting and I uh, wondered if you were willing to share it. You're looking at me like, what is she going to bring no, up? No, I know what you're going to bring <laughs> up. I, I know what you're going to bring up. I'm just thinking, I hope I can do it without crying. Uh, that's okay. That's yeah. real, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's part of, like, we just want to keep it real here. And so this was part of the conversation we were having was... Um, just the transition of seasons mm -hmm. and how the beard was a reflection of that for you. Yeah. Again, I don't know if it was anything conscious. I think, you know, for me, it was, I've always wanted a beard. I never thought I could grow a beard. And, you know, then, like I said, you know, two, three months in being unemployed and staying at home for the most part, it's like, Oh, I have a beard. This is very cool. And I think too, because, you know, I have a Harley Davidson motorcycle, I, there's that persona that I, I think I wanted to exude and mm. part, that was part of it, but, um, hmm. trying to keep it together. <laughs> that was the other part that, that yeah. you were talking about is just making a decision this last uh, week or so of yeah. uh, selling your bike as well. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not my decision. No. <laughs> that was a, a Yeah, it was thing. my decision. I came to you and I said, I think I need to sell my motorcycle. That it's time. It's time. And so the beard and the motorcycle were part of um, a season. Yeah. And I think, you know, it it um, went to my tough guy exterior and, mm. you know, I'm sitting here and blubbering away and he's like, so much for the tough guy exterior. <laughs> A lot of people can see through that anyway. Yeah. I'm just a big old softy and <laughs> a big teddy bear. I was thinking that too. But yeah, I um, I decided, I've been thinking about it a few times now because when I ride, my ears hurt. And I just think my ears, my hearing is so much more important than my motorcycle. And so. And you have tried a few other things. It's not like you're just making an extreme decision. No, You've had no. like custom fitted. I've, yeah, I've got plugs. custom fitted earplugs and I've gone through, I want to say at least half a dozen helmets, but that would be a slight exaggeration. <laughs> I've got, I think, three or four. I think three. You've tried a few different things. I've tried a few different things. And um, just recently coming home from uh, a church event, wearing my earplugs, and my ears hurt for three days. Hmm. And it. And you've been praying I've been and praying. asking God to heal. Yeah, and, and I think that was kind of the revelation. I'm asking God to heal my ears, heal my hearing. And then I go out and ride my motorcycle and, uh, and you're still contributing to and the Yeah. So I'm asking him to fix what I'm going out and ruining the next day. So <laughs> it seemed counterproductive. So that was part of the process there. We probably do that a lot in life. Hey, ask yeah. God for things and don't realize we're actually the biggest barrier. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's that and actually put my motorcycle up for sale. It is officially for sale. So some people who hear this are going to go, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've told a few people and they go, what? No way. You love that thing. And I think what surprised me when we were talking today was that um, the, the removing your beard, the yeah. decision to shave and remove your beard and your bike were part of the same thing. Yeah. And I think it's while we were walking, like... I think in the back of my mind, I had kind of put the two of them together, but really today, as we were walking, we're just sitting there by the river, listening to the uh, river while I can still hear, and just listening to that and just realizing that the two, like really consciously realizing that the two might be connected. Hmm. 
So just. And so uh, going into a new season. Yeah. Do you know what that looks like? I don't. I'm just trusting God. Hmm. And I think actually now that you mention it, you know, there's been a verse from Matthew that uh, has kind of been on my mind for quite some time. And then at church this morning, they were reading it. It's uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew 6, chapter or verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body and what you will wear. It's, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? And this is the part that always has really resonated with me. I shouldn't say always, just the last few years. Look at the birds of the air. Do they not, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more, are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Mm-hmm. And so that verse has just resonated with me for so long. And I think that's kind of where I'm at with, you know, okay, do I want to sell my motorcycle? You know, and mentally, no, I don't. But I know in my heart that God's going to provide. Mm-hmm. Just releasing. Yeah, just releasing that. Kind of what you were tied to in the last season. And I think too, like even I remember a few years ago, you praying over me and saying, you know, just asking God to, for a gift for me, something that was just for me and having that revelation that it was my bike. Mm. Like that was my gift. Mm. That was my, my solitude and my peace. It was like your escape. My, yeah. And it just, and I've used this analogy so many times, you know, when you got those so many things swirling around in the front of your mind and you get on your bike and you just ride and whatever is swirling around just gets blown out the back. Hmm. And, you know, there's a saying among motorcycle riders, you never see a motorcycle in front of a therapist's office. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. It is. And for me, that motorcycle has been therapy. Hmm. And so to actually even put it out publicly, you know, on an app saying, hey, my bike is for sale. And even talking about it now, like that's, I'm just trusting. Well, it's not sold yet. It's not sold yet. (laughs) And who knows, you know, maybe God just wants me to be willing. Yeah. And I've, I actually start every riding season saying, God, if you want me to sell my bike, I will sell it. Right. I've said that for many years. But we've also been feeling, too, that God is preparing us for something. Yeah, I do feel like there's something coming. That this is part of the preparation. Yeah, and I think, you know, even removing the beard was part of that. And do you ever find, too, that the things, sometimes the things that I've relied on in past seasons, it's like God doesn't always want me to just rely on what I know because why do I need him then? Yeah. It just becomes like a ritual instead of... uh, a relationship. Yeah, like we heard one time that the Holy Spirit is a comforter. So if you're always comfortable, you don't need the Holy Spirit. Right, right. That so, was so that was that was a good one too. So I know, Daryl, that if if your bike sells and that door closes on that part of your life, that he has something that's preparing that he's preparing for you. Yeah. That will be your your that same that same thing that place yeah. where you go yeah. and um, and spend time with him. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it all ties back to unity, really, in yeah. love. So. <laughs> okay, there you go. Everything does. So, yeah. 
yeah, we just want to keep our hearts postured in love and truth. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? Well, I was just, you know, I guess as we're kind of wrapping things up, you know, just again, the word from Matthew, Matthew 6, verse 26. Can anyone, or sorry, this is 27. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And I, I guess I just want to encourage you know, the two or three that are listening. <laughs> <laughs> we want to speak hope. Oh, yeah. we Yeah. Just... And we're doing that even right now. We're doing that over our home. We're speaking hope yeah. in our home. Yeah, absolutely. And just, I really do want to encourage you to just press in. And I think we said this last week, just the best place to be is on your knees. And I think something else, just as we're talking about it, you know, at church this morning online, talking about wisdom and something, you know, the book in the book of James, um, James talking about wisdom. And it occurred to me that wisdom isn't necessarily, you know, like a bank account where you've got this big fat bank account of wisdom. I think in the moment, wisdom comes to you when you ask God for wisdom. You don't need to have that big fat bank account of wisdom. He just gives it to you for what you need in that moment. Right. But you might have a big fat you bank might account. Have. Yeah, <laughs> you might have. And hey, if you do, I want to get to know you because I can always use more wisdom. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think, you know, just keep, keep pressing in. It's such a churchy word. I hate using it, but it's true. Get on your knees, ask God, don't worry. And that wisdom that you want will come i love that that that's kind of what impacted you at church this morning i think for me it was um the meditating on one scripture mm, you know, just right. that reminder to take one scripture and close your bible and just meditate on that one scripture for however long i know for me that was psalm 34 um, i just really felt like god took me through each line of hearing it and understanding it and I couldn't move to the next line until I fully understood what it meant to extol the Lord at all times. Yeah, that is so cool. I guess we should wrap up. We're almost out of time. Well, look at us. We're getting longer and longer. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you've hung in here this long. And if you have, thanks. We appreciate your uh, support. <laughs> and we'd love your feedback, too. Yeah. So. If that's something we want this to be conversational, we want to respond to some of the comments and, and posts that we've been getting. We appreciate all of the encouragement that we've received. Um, but if you have any questions or thoughts or would like to dive into the conversation with us, we'd love, we'd love that. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us. Have a blessed day. And I guess we'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>